0: Welcome back to Say Your Story. I'm Dean Stevens. Thanks uh, for uh, checking in to our latest podcast, our latest interview. Uh, it is uh, an awesome opportunity to hear from uh, one of the great musicians here in the Low Country, but an even better uh, human being. Charlton Singleton grew up uh, just north of, uh, of Charleston, north of Mount Pleasant, and in Onda, South Carolina. Um, he is. Um, He's just a leader in so many different spaces, and I've got to know him through the years and what I know about him. In fact, the first time I met him was at a a career fair at an elementary school, and uh, this renowned musician just blowing his trumpet for the kids, and he continues to do that uh, to this day. Uh, Recently, uh, Charlton and his band, Ranky Tanky, were uh, awarded their second Grammy uh, for their live album, which was uh, recorded at the the New Orleans Jazz Festival uh we talk a little bit about that but also you know about his greatest influence in life his parents and and why that is why he continues to go back and and visit schools and and share his story and uh, it is, is my pleasure it is my privilege um to introduce all of you to Charlton Singleton on Say Your Story great to uh great to have you on the pod and um Always good to see you, and uh, congratulations on all your recent success.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: You, uh, when was the last time you pinched yourself?
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's uh, um, that might have to be broken down into, into the last few hours. You know, it's still all just surreal. How how crazy, you know, the cliche. How life turns up. You know. And you just don't expect a whole lot of things, and while everybody dreams of moments of being on a stage and being you know awarded you know such a grand thing like a Grammy award um it really doesn't really it doesn't really hit you until you're there you know and 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 afterwards, I mean we're still just on a high from the first one, let alone you know having two now that's just unreal, so yeah.
0: Was there a difference in emotions between the first and the uh, second?
1: Definitely, because the the first one, you know you just sort of you're sort of glad to be there. you know um, as, as a matter of fact, um, right before they announced it, you know how they, they say the nominees are and they start going down the list, and they're running through the list of people and you know there's a bunch of things that are playing through your mind, um, especially if it's your first time you know, you have all of the, the, the people that say, well, you never win when you're first nominated or, you know, it's not your turn, you know, this, and, and, and all of the things that that lead you to believe that you're not going to win. And uh, and then, you know, I'm sitting there as all of this is going on. I don't hear any of the announcements, you know, of, you know, them listing the names of the people in our category. I started looking down at my friends and, and family and, and everybody in the band and I'm sitting there saying to myself, you know, and saying to them, look, you know, we've got Grammy nominated in front of our names for the rest of our lives. We're good. (laughs) No matter what
0: happens,
1: (laughs) you know, no matter what happens, we've got that. And that's something that a lot of people can't say. And so this is just, this is just gravy for us right now. We are sitting at the Grammy Awards, you know, like this. And that was when Esperanza, you know, opens the envelope and she says, and the Grammy goes to good time, ranky tanky. And, um, uh, that's when it just became, uh, a real moment. And so that was great. That was fantastic. We'll never forget that moment. The second one that we won just recently, is just really surreal because, um, you know, I don't know if you heard the story, but we didn't even know we had an album.
0: No, tell me.
1: And um, so, so um, when you when you win and an, um, when you win a, a Grammy award or any award, or you, you have a lot of uh, publicity, you get calls for festivals and things. And so, after we won the Grammy in 20, you know for 2019. We got a call, you know, asking if we wanted to participate in the New Orleans Jazz Fest, Jazz and Heritage Festival. So we were like, absolutely. This is one of the premier festivals that everybody knows. It's it's definitely on the map. You know, we'd be crazy not to accept. So we accepted. Now that was 2020. And, of course, COVID derailed all of that. And it derailed the festival for, like, two years. And so they basically said, well, when you come, you know, when when, when – when it's safe, you know, and everybody's, you know, comfortable with, with uh, you know, the way things are with COVID, come on back. We still want you to come. So we were like, great. Now, prior to the festival, they send out a little disclaimer thing or uh, email and basically says, you know, just want to make sure that you understand that at, at this festival, we record all of the stages and we archive them and um, we make them available for concert goers and stuff like that if they want to buy it and everything. And we were like, sure, no problem. We have, you know, everybody records festivals <laughs> or whatever. So we signed off on it and forgot about it, to be honest with you, because the, the, that email comes like months and months and months ahead of the, of the performance. So we go down there. We have a good time. New Orleans is very accommodating for us we have our friends and family that have been waiting for this moment and we go out and replay a show and and it's a good time and everybody goes home and everybody's happy. And, and we think that's the end of that. Fast forward to maybe about, uh, three or four days before the deadline to enter your, um, recording or anything that you want to be considered for a Grammy. And, um, we get an email from Jazz Fest and it basically says, and I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says, we love your recorded set. We'd like to enter it into consideration for the upcoming Grammy awards in this category (laughs) to which we replied, what recording? (laughs) And then we all started to remember, Oh yeah, we did sign off on a recording. Um, okay. Uh, Wow, can we hear it? You know, you know you hadn't
0: even heard it.
1: Hadn't heard it. And they sent us a link, and um, the link was to where it was living on iTunes. It had already been up. It had already had artwork. It had already been listened to. People were buying it, and we were just like, this is amazing. Wow. Okay, um, sure, I guess. If you think it's okay, sure. And so they put it in for consideration. And then the next thing you know, it got on the ballot. And the next thing you know, the rest is history. <laughs> we found ourselves in Los Angeles, and uh, you know, we won. It was amazing. It's still surreal. I mean, I I literally, if you look at, if if you uh, can find any of the footage, um they announced that we won and the camera's panning around looking for us. And Finally, it sees me and I'm walking down the, the, the uh, the aisle towards the stage and I'm literally shouting, unbelievable, unbelievable, you know, because like I said, we, we just, it's, it's so surreal on how this whole thing came. To- it's so organic, you know, it's so, um, it's so us in a way, because, you know, we have built our reputation on live performance. That's kind of what we do. You know, we've only had two studio, you know, albums, and and we we stay out on the road quite a bit. So being able to um, be recognized for a live show is a big thing for us, and we feel very grateful and have a lot of gratitude and love to the Academy and the voting members and everything for, you know, saying that they appreciated what we did.
0: The um, the award is, I mean, it sounds like an out-of-body experience, right? Almost like becoming a parent, right? Um, right, yeah. And then, you know, the recognition that comes after it. Has there been a difference between the first Grammy and the second Grammy and the recognition and or the invites and in what you've experienced?
1: Um, I think that uh, the second one kind of... Uh, um, it kind of uh, gives you a little bit more, um, a little bit more juice, I guess, oh, if yeah. you want to use that term. Because the first one, you know, people say, "Well, wow, that was a good accomplishment." The second one kind of symbolizes, "Oh, they're for real." Yeah, you know, it's just like uh, winning a championship. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, you know you win a, um, a sports championship, hey, that's that's one thing. You you win another one, and you're the leader, or or, or whatever, then it's like okay, they're legit. You win more than that, then it's like oh, they're in, that's that's unheard territory or whatever have you, you know. So yeah, I think um, I think a lot of um, people out there have uh, looked at us a little bit differently, have uh, called a little bit more or talked about it a little bit more. Um, that award happened on February fifth, and between February fifth and Literally March fifth, the blitz of um, media and calls and appearances and recognitions and articles was just really, really tremendous. Um, especially, especially locally, which was another good thing. We've always had the support of 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 everyone here in the Low Country. We've always had the support of the uh, the Gullah community, um, but just the the extra love and support that has come out, you know, has been, uh, tremendous. Uh, it's always been the, you know, family and village mentality with us and, uh, you know, just everybody, um, using the words, we, you know, uh, mm. we won a Grammy again, you know, we, we, we really, you know, the the members of Ranky Tanky, we don't mind that at all. We encourage that because um, it's this village that we have, uh, surrounding us that has supported us even before we were ranky tanky. Um, they're the ones that have always been very supportive and pushed us, you know, and say, go ahead and do your thing. You know, we got your back. We love you. Go spread the, the good goodness that is of the gala community. So that's, that's kind of how it's been, um, over the last month, you know, just ridiculous amounts of, of uh, celebrations and gratitude and calls and emails and texts and appearances and things like that.
0: No true words ever spoken. Then it takes a village.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Takes a village.
0: Where did the, uh, where did ranky tanky come from?
1: Oh, so ranky tanky is a Gullah term that loosely means to work it or get funky with it. Uh. And, um, it's also, it's also a kid's game. Um, I'm sure that that um, most people have played, you know, some sort of version of, you know, what is affectionately known as patty cake, yeah. you know, where you clap yeah. And, yeah. and you touch hands with a with a partner or something like that. That's uniquely Gullah. Um, the idea of doing that and and when you clap on beats two and four, that's definitely uniquely um, something from the Gullah community. Just like kumbaya is. Probably the most famous Gullah song on the face of the earth or Michael Row the boat ashore or sweetgrass baskets, Mm -hmm. um, shrimp and grits. All of these things are uniquely Gullah. And when we go out on the road and and, uh, I usually do this thing with the audience, I, I ask who is not familiar with Gullah, you know, by raising their hands or a show of applause. And it's usually a lot of them. And then I talk about those things and they're like, oh, I do know what that is. You know, and then the light bulb comes on when I say, you know, with well, that's, you know, those things are you know rooted in the Gala community, you know. So you've definitely come across them over over the course of your life, you know. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember this, this older lady uh, talking to me after a show, and she said, she said, there was this one song that you all sang, and it reminded me. You know, I used to sing that song when I was a little girl at 4-H camp, and I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right." You know, there's so many songs and kids' games and things out there that have just traveled, um, you know, from the Gullah community and just gone all over the world.
0: That's the great power of music. The great power of music. Is. It is. Talk about, um, you know, everybody. Everybody talks to you, right? But you're uh, you're not the, you're only, of- you're not the only guy in Ranky Tanky. You know, how did, how did the band get together? What was, how did that come up? Oh gosh. How that come um, to be?
1: So the short story, um, we've all been friends and have known each other and have played in different configurations with each other for, gosh, almost 30 years now. Oh wow.
0: Really.
1: Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. I think I met Kevin and Quentin um, first. And that was around like 1994 or 1995, something like that. I met Kiana around that time. I met Clay maybe about 97, 96, 97, somewhere around there. So we've known each other for a long time. but And, and everybody has, you know, worked professionally and and, and done their own things and, and, and gone on and played all over the world. But maybe about 2014, 2015 or something like that, Play our guitarist clay ross he basically um called us all and and just so with the exception of kiana first um but he called us and he was like um you know i've been traveling all over the world playing in a lot of world music groups and and you know playing in all of these world music festivals and people are out there and they're doing the music of their state or their country or their community or whatever have you, that's unique to them. And there's nobody out here really doing a contemporary version, um, which is major, a contemporary version of Gullah. Mm. Why not us? Why not us? Why not give it a shot? And so, uh, play myself, uh, Quentin and Kevin, um, who had played before under, the name, the gradual lean. We were just doing jazz standards and some of our own jazz compositions and things like that. Uh, we did a couple of shows, and and Clay brought some some tunes that he figured that we could play that he had sort of gathered from some some um, some old Gullah recordings and mm. things like that. Um, some of them were uh, well, actually, to be honest with you, most of them were were not new to me and and Quentin, you know, just growing up in church. You know, we Mm -hmm. were very familiar with a lot of these songs. But we played them and we did them as instrumentals. And I think Clay sang a couple. And then, um, you know, shortly after those one or two little, you know, run-throughs or whatever, we figured we needed to, you know, contact a vocalist. And, you know, Keanu was the Mm. first person that we thought of actually, to be honest with you, the only person we thought of. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that she was uh, sort of coming off of the road of being, you know, this world traveler with, you know, um, singing with a lot of major, major pop stars and things like that. And uh, she jumped right in. And um, we, that was sort of the beginning around 2015 ish, somewhere around there.
0: That's awesome. So you're at the Grammys. Is there is there an artist that you look at and you become starstruck with? Um, well,
1: starstruck. That's a hard one. I for know, me. right? I've been starstruck once, <laughs> and that was some years ago when I was a uh, when I was in college and. You know me, this this young trumpet player. I I ran into Dizzy Gillespie in the airport, oh wow, uh, which was which was amazing. Um, so that's kind of the only time that I've been starstruck to where I've been like lost my mind. You know? Yeah. However, however, when you are on the red carpet and you do see a lot of people, like uh for example, um uh, my wife and I were were standing at the beginning before you. You know, actually, you know, get into all of the media blitz and everything, and uh, Babyface,
0: you know, was standing <laughs> right there next to us, and I was just like,
1: Babyface, right there.
0: Yeah, kid from lawndall right. standing you know, next to Babyface.
1: Right, right, and and I wanted to, and I wanted to say something to him, but uh, I was kind of talking with um, another official, you know, about the band and about what we were about to do and everything, so I couldn't get over. It there to uh to talk to him you know and um you know so uh there was him um let's see uh Malcolm Jamal Warner uh the great actor yep. musician um you know uh, you know we, we we were able to see you know quite a number of, of of people yeah
0: that's awesome all right um aside from your wife who are the five people you're inviting to dinner dead or alive
1: Dead or alive? Yeah.
0: Give me the five. Um, uh, let's see.
1: Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. Prince. Um, my grandparents. Oh, I love it. Uh, that's, that's probably six. That's all right. That's all right. That's all
0: right. We'll, we'll get an extra chair and just put it next to the table. Yeah. That's great. Um biggest influence in your life without that person uh, you would not be where you are right now.
1: Um probably mom and dad. Nice. Uh simply because um they have always and it's not just me. It's not just me, but it's um you know, they've always uh encouraged and supported um my siblings and I to do and chase, you know, whatever it is that that we wanted to. And uh, we're very we're very blessed um, that they are still with us. My my father's 91, my mom's 90, and they still show up at my performances wow. on the front row or wow. you know some place where they're visible. Or, you know, and it's to the point now that if if they aren't there, then people ask me if they're okay because they're usually yeah. there. You know, so um, I definitely say you
0: know the two of them. Man, I got chills because you know what I mean. You're just speaking to um, is that they were present, right? Mm-hmm. That's simply yeah. that's simply what it is. That's just, and I think the um, I was talking to somebody the other day um, in the podcast interview, and I was just saying is that you know the parenting part of life. I mean, it's challenging, right? But it but it's you know. You you need to feed your kid. You gotta make sure they have water, right? Something uh-huh. to drink. And uh-huh. they you need to put your arms around them, tell them they're loved and they're supported. Right? Exactly. And that's the foundation. That's what your parents provided to you. And I've never heard somebody say that the way you just put it, right? Is that they were present. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely, my par- my parents still clap for me, like like I was a kindergartner, you know, screaming that a song or whatever have you, you know. They're still doing that. My mom, you know, she's uh, she's entered into the the present with her with her uh, with her camera, with her camera phone and everything. But I can't tell you how many times that I've turned around, you know, and looked at the audience and my mom blind me with that flash cube you know, from her old camera, just right there, (laughs) smile, you know. (laughs) You know, so, you know, they are still enthusiastic about it. They still show up. They still, you know, love the attention, you know, and, uh, you know, there have been times where I have been standing outside Talking with friends of mine about you know the show that's about to happen, and I'd uh, see my friends kind of look over my shoulder, and they were like, "Is that your dad behind you?" You know, like, yeah. Wait, he's here." You know, <laughs> turn around, and there he is. Or, or, uh, or I've been backstage, and you know, the manager of the of the auditorium, or the, the whoever you know that's working there. They'll knock on the door, and yes, come in. And then there's, there's people out here that want to see you.
0: You know,
1: yeah, <laughs> folks. You know, so you know, just you know, they have been a tremendous blessing to me, to my friends, to my bandmates. They treat them like like they are, you know, their parents, and 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 my my bandmates are, are the kids. You know, my my parents are very special people.
0: You came out to the event last night on eleventh hour phone call from me. And you uh-huh. mentioned that you had, had been at elementary school earlier that day um, with the kids, and okay. and I could I could ask you why that's important to you, um, and but I think I know the answer. But it's never going to stop, is it?
1: No, um, I grew up in um, in a in a situation where I witnessed um, adults. Um, that were teaching me, adults that were surrounded by me, that were very, very high on education and passing along any information that they had about whatever subject matter. Not just your regular classroom teacher or anything, but it just felt like every, every uh, or a good majority of adults that were, that were around me, were. Um, going to share some sort of good knowledge. And so, anytime someone asks me to do something similar to that, then I'm all for it. I'm going to try to make it, even if I had, can only make it there for five minutes or whatever have you, I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to try to part with that knowledge that was passed on to me because um, that's just what you do. That's how I was raised, that's how I was taught. And that's what I figure I should be doing. Um, a lot of times, uh, when we have uh, local artists that are doing big things, or local artists that are in the news for positive situations and things like that, sometimes it's good, you know, for those students to see them, you know, right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at um, I was at uh, at uh, High School recently. And I was talking to um a a good chunk of the student body, and um I said, uh, any y'all know who uh uh James Rollerson is? And they were like, you know, just sat there, no. You know, what about uh Levante Green, uh senior? And they're like, No. And I said, okay, uh what about um Uh, Do you know who ASAP Rocky is? And they were like, oh, yeah, ASAP Rocky, he's the best rapper in the world. He's, yeah, he's, he's dating Rihanna. He's the greatest. He's blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was like, okay, settle down, settle down. Now, what if I told you that James and Levante, who I just mentioned before, are a drummer and a bass player, and they are the, you know, or they were for about three or four years, not that long ago the drummer and bassist and sort of production team for ASAP Rocky and his live performances. And they did that for about three or four years. And they are all looking at me like okay. And then I said oh, they graduated from the stall not too long ago.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so now instead of them just being James and Levante now they're like oh they're from my neighborhood. They're from this area. They're from my little circle. You know, my parents might know them, you know, and actually one kid, one kid raised his hand. And he said, Levante, does he play at, uh, Does he play at church around here? I said, yeah, his church is, uh, right over on, uh, you know, at the time it was on Cross County. He's like, does he have a Mohawk? I said, yeah, he's got a little Mohawk. He's like, I think I know him. He's, He's the bass player at my church, but he's never there. I said, because he's on tour with ASAP Rocky. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, but seeing those kids reaction Mm -hmm. when they saw, or they heard that there's someone in their vicinity, in their proximity. Yeah. That are doing things like that. And there's tons, tons of people that are flying under the radar in, in a lot of cases from the low country that are doing tremendous things like that. And when you can bring that to young students so they can see, you know, for themselves and it's not just a, a an athlete or something like that, which normally gets a lot of the press, you know, that, that can be, that can be, you know, life changing in some instances, you know, um, you know, I I talk about it all the time. When I was the um, artist in residence at the Kill Yard and doing that full time, um, one of the things that I did was make sure that I talked to students about how many great artists are, you know, either born or raised here, or you know, just a connection to the Low Country and South Carolina in general. You know, And when I started listing all of these people's names that they have seen on television or on the movie screen or heard on the radio and stuff like that, um, I just think that it's important for them to know that not everything comes from some large city like New York or L.A. or Chicago or Atlanta or you know whatever have you. We've got that talent right here, and that talent could be sitting right here in front of us you know, as I'm speaking to you right now. So it's important that I go to schools. It's important that I speak, you know, to them about, you know, all of the talent that we have locally and how you can do whatever you put your mind to, you know, and you can, you know, be the next, you know, uh, big star or you can, you know, be the first, you know, you that's a big star or whatever have you
0: just being successful. It allows them to know that they're possible. Oh, absolutely right. And I absolutely. think that's what we I think that's what they're missing today. I think that's what they're missing today. You know, and it's and you can sit down and say, listen, you know, wherever you are on the spiritual spectrum, but God gave us all something, right? Mm-hmm. May not have given exactly. us everything. I mean, I would listen. I'd right. love to be six ten, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but gave us something. And and for right. them to be able to see, hey, this guy's from my village, right? Because mm-hmm. it takes that village, That's, and he succeeded. Uh-huh. So why can't I?
1: Exactly. exactly. Well, I've taken up
0: thirty minutes of your day today, and and, and I and I, you know, and I, and I say it with um, heartfelt gratitude, man. Thank you so much, and and I love you, and, and I'm so uh, just so happy our, our paths continue to cross through the years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love you, bro. <laughs> Anytime you, you think I can help, just give me a call, and I, yeah, you know I'll make sure that I try to give it some effort to to, to help out as, as best in any way I can. If I can be there, I'll be there.
0: I know, I know so that just, about you.
1: Don't be afraid to holler.
0: Go to your uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Just search Ranky Tanky. See you, man. You can
1: search Ranky Tanky. You can search Charlton Singleton. You know, everybody in the band actually has you know, these great projects and things that they're working on. So, um, but yeah, ranky tanky for sure. Uh, you can, you can hear, uh, both. Wow. I'm saying this. You can hear both Grammy (laughs) award-winning albums. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) All right, Charlton. Thanks so much. And I think I've got to share this too, is that I had called Charleston, uh, recently, about uh, a, a, one of our nonprofits who works out of Ripple here in downtown. It's a open office space uh, for nonprofits, but they were holding a fundraiser uh, at the Music Farm. They had a bunch of uh, high school kids and a talent show. And he had lost one of his bands that day. And so I said, "You know, I'm going to give Charlton a call." And so I did, and I literally called him like at noon. The event was at seven o'clock. He got back with me about an hour and a half later. He said, "I'll be there," and he did. He showed up. He played the first. You know the first set, and it was awesome. Um, and that's what kind of guy he is, and uh, that's what kind of leader he is. That's what kind of human being he is. And and I will always appreciate that, as will everybody that was in the crowd last night that had an opportunity to listen to him and and listen to him talk to the kids. And it was just, it was a great, great evening. And doing what I think we're all supposed to do: give back what was so freely given to us. So uh, thanks to him, and thanks to you for uh, listening. To say Your Story and of course Bullets Benign, our house band, but they're never in the house. Local band here in Charleston, you can check them out on Facebook, Bullets Benign. Find out where they're playing in the Charleston area. But for now, I'm Dean Stevens. This is Say Your Story. May your days be filled with peace, may your nights be filled with quiet.
1: My way back to